Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we're lost in the Sunnydale Steps. This is the Sunnydale Stacks, where every other week we immerse ourselves in the world of Sunnydale, California, and review two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This week, we're dusting off Lessons and Beneath You. Finally at season seven. Yay! Ultimate season. And I'm so glad, because I have a bone to pick, and I've Uh been waiting. Is it uh, that Istanbul was Constantinople? No. No, that's a great song. Yeah. I love that song. Uh, no, does the season seven box set piss you off? Okay, thank you. Right? It is just awful. Like, okay, so many things. <laughs> that just... font. That font. First of all, uh, okay. first of all, um, hold on. I brought up pictures. I'm, I have. I, I haven't even gotten to the font. Oh. Are you talking about like inside the box set? No, yeah. I'm not. But let's talk about the cover. Okay. Let's start there and then we'll move inside <laughs> to everything that is wrong Feel with all this the box many set. horrid layers of this onion. Okay. First off, the color. Yeah. These other box sets match each other mm-hmm. and they match the show because yeah. they're, they're darker. Mm-hmm. You've got like navy and dark green mm-hmm. and burgundy. Yeah. And like yeah, goldish cool brown. Yeah. 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 No. And then suddenly we get turquoise. And like not, this is a mermaid season. Not just turquoise. Not just like this bright fucking neon mm. turquoise, but like with a white sunburst. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The fuck? <laughs> I mean, part of me would also argue like season four's DVD set is black. Mm-hmm. If any of the seasons are going to be black, let's go season five or six. Yeah, that, that makes more season sense. Season four yeah. is the one that should be turquoise and white and yeah. bright. And, okay. It's fun setting on campus. The fuck? No. Like, you line them up next to each other mm-hmm. on your bookshelf, yeah. and it looks like something's out of place, and I don't like it. No. It's like, I, I was always bugged. Like, I get that it's cute. But how some of the Simpsons uh, box sets for the seasons are just like a character's head. And like, mm-hmm. if you get one of those, it looks really dumb next oh, to like just to Simpsons. Yeah. I'm, uh, mm-hmm. No. Second gripe. <laughs> Who's on that box set? I don't recognize that person. <laughs> it's not SMG. It's maybe it's Buffy Bot. It is photoshopped SMG. to hell and back. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> What are you doing? Uh, she is beautiful. It's it's one of those things that just like shows you like the time that's elapsed since the start of the show to like when they ended. It's like, oh, yeah, this is just when like every cover and every movie poster started to be this horrible tradition of just like shitty photoshopped like headshots. <laughs> just like retooled in a computer until they looked like what somebody imagined they wanted it to look like and they didn't like ask somebody to come over and hey look does this still look like the human being that this is supposed to be no it does not <laughs> it looks like an alien yeah and she is beautiful mm-hmm. what are you doing and they got they were able to do it in six other seasons take a picture of, of this person and just put it on the cover and you 
she looked like her. That it, she is the yeah. titular character. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. I'm going to watch that DVD, mm-hmm. and it's going to look the person inside the DVD is going to look different than the person on the cover. Yeah. Okay. So now we put the the we've opened the terrible mm-hmm. box set. We put the DVD into your DVD mm-hmm. player, and right away, <sighs> the music. <laughs> I honestly thought I had put it on my com- in my computer. Yep. I started going through tabs. I thought something else was playing the Lord of the Rings music. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, I can see the, that. Uh, what? Yeah, what? <laughs> it is very like fantasy epic, mm-hmm. whereas every other DVD no. box set is like creepy. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, this is just like, like what? Do they think like, oh, this will make it seem epic because it's the final season? No. Lord of the Rings sold well. I expect to click over and see like horses running across a field. Well, Where and, are we? And that takes us to the font of like the lettering. To me, looks much more like high fantasy or like like a. You know what? It makes me think of like some 1998 point and click adventure game about yes. like knights. That's and that's the font they're using. So glad you said that because that also brings up the graphics. <laughs> How did we go backwards in terms of quality? I don't know. And like, I'm not a big fan of having like super interactive graphic menus. I just I like, I, I just want like it to look decent on a screen. I can just click through and, and press on things. Sure. and But the other DVD box sets were like font that matches the mm-hmm. show, a nice picture. Mm-hmm. And like, I think the season four, maybe it's season six, you have like, you know, like a, a cauldron open and yeah. then some, and it, it all looks clean mm-hmm. and nice. This looks like something somebody made in GeoCities. Yeah. And it's just like, if you're gonna have that, it's gotta like, at least at the time be impressive. And there's, there's no time this would ever have been cool or neat. No, or- it looks like it was something that was it like something. It is a menu for original Nintendo that I need to click over on. Yeah. And if it was on original Nintendo, it would have been amazing. It would have been great. Yes. But even like, this is bad for Super Nintendo. Mm, yeah. This is this is like Atari. I hate this. I demand yeah. retribution. And it's and it sucks now that like Buffy's not on a bunch of streaming platforms because it's like, this is going to be like the easiest way to consistently watch season seven. Is on this this set, or I guess there's newer sets which hopefully have fixed it. Yes, I'd love to see like if the I get Blu-ray the newer set, it. it's not going to match the rest of my set. I'd have to get the full set, Mike. I feel I feel like that's that may be what one has to do at this point. I do need it on Blu-ray. Yeah, I don't have it on Blu-ray. Yeah, might have to make that. I hope that, that God, these graphics on Blu-ray look like <laughs> such shit. I hope they redid them. It's just like, at that point, just make it like fun throwback 8-bit graphics. Better. Like, I, yeah. Beep, boop, bop, boop, Lean bop, into beep. it. <laughs> now let's click on that terrible menu. Ding. And head into the Sunnydale Stacks to open the books on Lessons. So we're in Istanbul. We are in Istanbul, not Constantinople. Not Constantinople. <laughs> we got a girl running from some hooded mm-hmm. dudes. Some some climbing in there. It's, it's cool. It's awesome. Cold uh, open. And it's it's interesting that we don't know if this is long ago or right now. 
Yeah, because it's like, and it's very clearly like the studio backlot. Sure. But it's like they picked a place that has a lot of like uh, historical architecture still intact. Mm-hmm. So you don't exactly know what's going on. You kind of think by the end, you come, when you kind of like see the lady a little bit more clearly, it's like, I think that's modern day, but I'm not sure. It could have been a couple years. Maybe mm-hmm. it's it's like a backstory to a character. I don't know yet. Yeah, I, and I like yeah. I I like not knowing. You've you've intrigued me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she is a damn goddamn badass. Like yeah. she's tr- climbing, climbing a pipes. drain pipe. Yeah. Got it. Uh, but then the a hole throws her to the ground, mm. where she is stabbed. Yeah. This is a cool way to open a season, but no. like yeah. completely out of context. I don't know what's going on, mm-hmm. but I want to. Yeah. Uh, very similar to if anyone's watched. Spoiler alert. The latest season as of the airing of this episode of Stranger Things, they'd start in a similar way where it's like a badass character nobody knows doing an action scene. Mm-hmm. And we don't know the context right away. Yeah, you're it's very, very similar. Mm-hmm. You're right. Then we're back in Sunnydale where Buffy is teaching Dawn to fight vampires. Mm-hmm. Classic season opener. Classic. Uh, Got to start in a cemetery. It's just mm-hmm. very Buffy. Um I I like the ongoing theme this season of Buffy as a teacher mm. because she starts out teaching Dawn yeah. and then she's kind of a teacher at school yeah, and then she's just counselor. teaching everybody yeah. <laughs> at the end. And I like that Dawn draws attention to the idea that like, how do they come out of the ground just magically all knowing martial arts? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's like, that's part of like the demon DNA. Sure. Although I guess if you did live in Sunnydale, it would be more likely you'd try to learn martial arts to protect yourself. That's true. Maybe so, they just have a very active um, Taekwondo dojo somewhere. Yeah. That's like... On the one street. Yeah. It's like... It's the, the biggest building next to the airport on the one street of Sunnydale. <laughs> this vampire gets stuck in the ground. Oh, it's wacky. <laughs> and Don, when he attacks, uses the deuce momentum to completely throw him off. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, go done. Yeah. She misses the heart. Oh, that guy doesn't have heart gut. It's the one time that actually matters. Yep. <laughs> she and Buffy can bond with the uh my first time out I missed the heart too. Mm. Just the once. Just the once. <laughs> Cause every other time I didn't stab him in the heart, it yeah. killed him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and we get an editing joke. Editing joke. <laughs> This is nothing compared to what's coming. Uh-oh, high school. High school reopen. Where did these high schoolers go for three years? I'm guessing they went to nearby high schools in other towns. I, I mean, I think that's true, but three years is a long time to be bussing kids. Yeah, it seems like they must have had... There's all these, like, giant buildings that vampires and demons are using as lairs. You'd think they could, like, renovate one of them yeah. for a year or two. Without the mayor, they've had some serious infrastructure problems. Yeah, that's that's probably true. Who is the mayor now? We don't know. And we never we never readdress who the mayor is after the mayor turns into a snake. That's gotta be weird, like that's Elect how- me, I'm not a giant snake. <laughs> Man, I could finally uh get into politics. That's an easy platform to run on. <laughs> if you're not a snake, if you're a snake. Yeah, you do lose the snake vote with that <laughs> platform. So we got some new credits. 
Mm-hmm. Mike, you want to take us through any highlights? Um, I think my favorite is they have like a badass shot of Dawn with her mm-hmm. and the sword. I like that a lot. There's actually there's weirdly like the shot of the vampire coming from the ground from this episode, I think. Yeah. Which feels a little weird. It's like, oh, I just saw that. That's jarring. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's, it's, to me, it's not like the most, um, revamped credits because, you know, there's a lot of similar stuff. Revamped. Um, Revamped. Revamped. Vampired. Um, <laughs> lots of different shots of the characters and their various hairstyles. Um, well, that is weird. I, this is the one time where I don't agree with the final, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller shot. Okay. So last season, I had an yeah. issue because it wasn't Buffy. It was the Buffy bot. That's not my issue. Okay. But I gotta say, so last season was the Buffy bot. Mm-hmm. This season's the first. The last two seasons of this show, the the badass shot mm-hmm. of the lead character in the credits isn't really the lead character. I I don't mind that if it's a cool enough shot. And the Buffy Bot shot is a cool shot. This one's just like her in a basement looking down. Yeah, I don't understand. That's not a cool shot. I, I guess they wanted it to be different to show this is the last season. But I feel like at that point, like, do something cool and, like, do a shot from the first season. Like, oh, do yeah. something crazy like that and just, like, see how far we've come instead of just, like, uh, do we have a shot of just Sarah Michelle from the first couple of episodes where she's alone? I guess that'll do. Like, that's just not yeah. – I want it to be a cool shot. We go to England where Giles <laughs> is looking <laughs> goddamn magnificent. And his duster Mag- is riding a horse. Who, who is this debonair, <laughs> debonair gentleman on a uh, fucking horse? Oh. <laughs> uh. Well, he, he's he's the uh, the landlord. He is. So <laughs> I heard that this is actually Anthony Stewart's head's family property in England. Yeah, most of the shots are filmed on like his home or like uh, a horse ranch that he's involved with in some way. I don't know if okay. he owns it or is just like he goes there and knows people there or he owns part of it or something. But yeah, it's like mostly just like shot at Anthony Stewart head's place. That's awesome. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool that that he lives in such an awesome place. They could just be like, now this will be the cool witch retreat. Red haired Willow, mm-hmm. back to being a good old ginger, pulls a fancy flower out of the ground, mm-hmm. and they talk a bit about magic and the coven mm-hmm. and what they're teaching her about how everything's interconnected. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the line: "Is there anything that you don't know everything about?" And Giles, perfect timing, mm-hmm. synchronized sw- swimming, complete mystery to me. But what if the the the, the swim team comes back? The uh, the fish boys. Oh, I know what you were referring to. Yeah. I just made a face because because <laughs> you know boys have needs. <laughs> uh, but I'd... it'd be even more terrifying because now they're doing synchronized swimming. Oh no, synchronized murder slash rape. <laughs> that one's not as fun. <laughs> I do like the plot point that Willow just can't not magic because mm-hmm. uh, I feel like we kind of did everything we could do with the junkie storyline and to yeah. have it just be more of that would feel like, well, now this character's just in a weird cul-de-sac. Yeah. Especially for the last season. Maybe like you could do something about like a slow like recovery, something if there's more to go with it. Mm-hmm. But like having it be a climactic season, I like this plot point that she has to engage with magic that she's you know connected to it in a way that she can't just go cold tur- turkey no magic i wonder if um 
people that have a more personal connection mm-hmm. to the idea of being an addict mm-hmm. and, um, you know, like once you're an addict, you're always an addict. Mm-hmm. Um, if they are bothered by this, mm. that she is now allowed to go back to it. Well, the thing about it is it's not the fact that it's not allowed. It's a thing she has to do. There's no like real parallel. I like, think mm-hmm. that's kind of an issue with it, but I don't mind that just from a like, okay, that served as a, you know, drug abuse, uh, kind of, uh, metaphor analogy or whatever last season. This season, that doesn't serve the plot. And since it's not really that thing, it was just in some ways similar to. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that it, it changes there. Um, I guess I, I, I could see yeah, somebody being bummed out that it's like, yeah, I, I kind of could relate to this character. Um, and it helped me through these issues. And now it just seems to be saying like, oh, but sometimes you just have to. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I think it's, and they do kind of still keep it up, like mm-hmm. later on, where she's still very aware of, like, but I do need to be careful. Yeah, like it's not just like I'm okay now. Mm-hmm. Maybe the similar thing is like maybe you're an alcoholic, but the only job you could get is at a bar, so you still have to deal with alcohol, even if you're not like engaging with it. Mm-hmm. So it's funny here that Willow is skipping school because it's uh, Willow. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Maybe she's just, maybe she is Dark Willow. <laughs> uh, but she's skipping because she thinks the coven is scared of her. Mm. Um, and she's kind of confused as to like, why am I here instead of being like tortured, mm-hmm. punished, killed, which she kind of wants. Yeah. And I, I get that where yeah. it's like, I've done something so horrible. I just, I, there's no coming back from it. I understand their impulse of like, so just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of what I thought would happen with Spike in some ways, and not really. So I don't know. We'll get to that when we get to that. Well, yeah, but just the idea of like your guilt, Mm -hmm. it it almost makes it worse that people forgive you, that like your Mm -hmm. guilt requires you to be properly in your mind punished. Yeah. Uh, We got suit wearing Xander. (laughs) The good in his suit brings the new high school's blueprints. Mm hmm. And uh, when you line them up with the old ones, you find that the Hellmouth is right under the principal's office. Oh, dinner time! I like this. This is great, and I like the yeah. the lining them up is very, mm. very dramatic, and it's yeah. good. I don't know detective work. <laughs> I don't know if it's detective work as so much as like kindergarten tracing technique, no. but it seems like something you might encounter in like an escape room, just putting two pictures on top of each other. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Don, by the way, looking fabulous. That Argyle sweater. Argyle sweater works for her. I always think of that sweater when I think of season seven, Don. Mm-hmm. They also put layers in her hair, which she desperately needed. Mm-hmm. It just makes her look her age as opposed to like yeah. them trying to make her look super young with this long, straight season one willow mm-hmm. mousy hair. Yeah. Uh, her back to school gift is a cell phone. Whoa, 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 what? How do you- World broken. <laughs> How do you feel about Buffy entering the 21st century technology? I mean, I I don't remember it being a big deal in this season, which almost makes me think, why even bother having it at all then? Like, right. either, like, make it really change the dynamics of the show mm-hmm. or just don't have it. Because 
it's early enough when this came out that it wouldn't have been the most preposterous thing in the world for not everyone to have cell phones. Mm-hmm. Especially like Dawn. Like, yeah, this- I still had an emergencies only cell phone at this yeah. point, and I was in college. Yeah, I yeah, I, I was in a similar situation to like, you know, very late in high school. It was I think I might have told this story on the podcast when I lost my pants. I my mom kind of was like, okay, you should get a cell phone because you don't you don't want to be in another situation where you're calling your mom on a payphone in borrowed pants. Um, that's just you haven't told that story. I'm gonna need you to tell a story oh. in which you needed to borrow pants. Oh, I, I please I, keep I, it at the very least PG. Um, don't worry, it's it's very PG. It's just uh, sad that I'm guessing somebody maliciously stole my pants. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're doing costume fittings for guys and dolls in high school. Um, so we'd go underneath the stage, which is where the dressing room is, uh, try on different costume pieces, go up to the stage where they have the lights so they could see how everything looked under the, the lights and how they fit you and all that good stuff. Um, so we did this a couple times, I found pants that looked around me like, okay, that's great. Can hang everything up, uh, change and we'll be starting rehearsal probably like a half hour. Uh, so I go down, change out everything else, get that all hung up and start looking for my pants, spend about 15 minutes. Searching for my pants, going through all of my stuff, asking everyone around them if they accidentally got my pants mixed up in theirs, going through the costume pants. Never found the pants. So I had to put the costume pants back on, uh, inform uh, the director or crew, whoever, uh, hey, I'm going to need to make a phone call before rehearsal because I don't have pants. And so I had to go to a pay phone, put in like 50 cents or whatever. Uh, and call my mom and say, Hey, mom, um, could you pick me up at whatever time and bring pants? It's pretty, I, I don't think it was like noticeable. It was just like, Oh, he's wearing dress pants for some reason. It's not like it was it weren't, like pants. period pants, not like, like, no, like time, time specific. Of course, that's pantaloons. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it's guys and dolls, so it's like, you know, yeah, forties, fifties ish. But yeah, so it was just more like the, like my knowledge of like, these aren't my pants and I'm calling my mom and bring me pants and I have facial hair at this point. This is embarrassing. <laughs> uh, so yeah. High schoolers are awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Whoever stole Mike's pants. Yeah. You're a dick. I've never found those pants. Yes. If you find those pants, please contact us. <laughs> uh, and I guess mail them over and I'll have a new pair of pants, yeah. a new old pair of pants. <laughs> The only reason the cell phone thing feels weird to me is that it, until this moment, it didn't feel weird to me that mm-hmm. the Scoobies didn't have cell phones. Yeah. So when all of a sudden it becomes a thing, and I assume this is a reaction for people to be like, for mm-hmm. people being like, why don't they have cell phones? Yeah. Why don't they drive cars? I feel like it's weird in the seventh season for all of a sudden mm-hmm. those rules to change. Yeah. It makes more sense if it's like, just leave it. Mm-hmm. Like if the show had gone on for four more seasons, yeah, that would have been, it yeah. would have gotten weird. Um, but then again, like the show gradually, you know, at some point Xander got a car. We didn't mm-hmm. draw attention to, it. well, yeah. I guess we did draw attention to getting Uncle Rory's call, car. Yeah, but, but like when he just had a car, it just became Xander has a car now. No. Sometimes he drives us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, this felt weird again to draw, to call yeah. it out. The only purpose it serves is in this episode. Yeah, just like, see, we have cell phones now. That's that's just not enough to justify it. Yeah. And then there's going to be a moment with it later that I'm going to, I hate, I hate it. Mm. Uh, We meet Principal Wood. 
And this man is fine. You wouldn't mind him being at, at your wood side. Because his name. Like, I'm like judging your, you like so Like your bedside. Nope. Got good woodside manner. Nope. Come on, wasn't that DB the best? <laughs> he um, gestured to an empty room. Well, I guess, right? Looking for applause from nobody. The best woodside. Okay. Um, I immediately don't trust this man. Mm -hmm. He's too pretty. No. Um, the pretty ones are always evil. Mm -hmm. Uh, and just the way that it shot, we're drawing attention to him. Yeah. Hardcore, which makes me be like, oh, so you're evil. Mm -hmm. Got it. His eyes, though. <laughs> After separating from Don, uh, which, by the way, I just love the way that that Don's like, I love you, go. Like, yeah. just she's just she's getting so much better. Good yeah. job. Uh, Buffy just stalks the hallways like a creeper. Mm -hmm. So wouldn't happen nowadays. Like, oh, she God, would be no. arrested. No, like, I feel like I have to walk on the other side of just, like, walking by a school so I don't look suspicious. Yeah. It's just like an adult who does not have children. I'm like, I should be nowhere near a school at any point. <laughs> Certainly not wandering its halls. She finds a Blair Witch talisman in the bathroom. I know how this movie ends. Don't go in the basement. Oh, okay. Or uh, in the remake, uh, just don't watch it. <laughs> right <laughs> and i forget I, I forget who the director was and i liked some of that director's other stuff in horror i, I can't remember it now i think i've just blocked it out because that movie was not great um it's just like such a bummer of like this name and this director and just uh so there's a ghost behind her but it's a ghost Spooky, spooky ghost. Oh, this is the ghost of that basketball? Because they try to have a spooky basketball shot. Yeah. It's rolling by itself. Uh, meanwhile, Dawn has to introduce herself to the to the classroom, mm -hmm. uh, which is always terrible, but she's actually really good at this. Did you ever have to do this? I had to do this when I was a student at a new school. Like, so not, not okay. like the first day of you know um high school yeah. but like when my family moved to north carolina and then we moved from north carolina mm. uh back to chicago i had to do this i guess i don't remember any times that i would have moved that wouldn't have been like between semesters or oh summer like, so maybe show maybe... up like somewhere in the middle of the school yeah i guess i never did that year. so maybe that's when that happens but it just seems like one of those things that always happens in movies that i've never seen mm. happen in real life yeah like, i don't remember that ever happening in a class i was in and i certainly never had to do that oh god i feel like this might be also be different because it, like if i think about my freshman class doing this well we've all been in the same school mm. most of them since yeah. kindergarten for me, at least mm -hmm. through junior high. So this would have been useless. Yeah. But maybe because this is a brand new school for everybody yeah. and they're all coming from three nearby high schools and that kind of thing. Mm. Um, that's why they would do this. Uh, but yeah, she's great at this. She is clever and funny. Um, Rocking that sweater. Looking amazing. I'm kind of like jelly over here because I'm like... I, I'm like peanut butter. I'm just, I'm so lame compared to you right now. And you're like, so cool. And then Buffy ruins it. <laughs> She's like, Dawn, 
You're in danger of smoking. Oh, so late. Buffy, you need to get better at this. That's the lessons you should be taking, Buffy, is how to lie at all. (laughs) She's never been a good liar. Uh. Meanwhile, uh, Hallie and Anya are at the coffee shop with some really annoying folk singers. Yeah. I like when they they first shot that I was like where the fuck are they when it's just like these folk singers cuz I didn't remember the scene. I was like what scene could this possibly be that starts with this horror? I was like oh thank god. It's pan over to those two demons. This is much more relaxing. <laughs> Get them girls. Uh Anya dressing like a 70-year-old for some reason. She's doing so great last season. I mean, it's kind of like a fun kooky vibe, you know. A very high neckline. Okay, I see that. Uh, so all the vengeance demons are saying that, you know, Anya, she just doesn't have that instinct anymore. She's more of a venge-ish demon. I mean, am I right? Uh, she, a lady wished that her husband was a frog, so Anya made him French. <laughs> that is delightful. <laughs> I mean, I, I like a good vengeance joke. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I feel like it's just, just, she's just the class clown now. Yeah. I think what could have made that work is if, like, part of that meant that, like, he, uh, would have, like, horrible anxiety attacks if he didn't have a fresh baguette. <laughs> like, you'd have to constantly be, like, seeking the next baguette. I'm picturing, um, is it Harrison Ford in Conspiracy Theory? Where he uh, Mel ha- Gibson. Mel Gibson, thank yeah. you. Where he's like, no matter what, he always needs that copy of Catching Her in the Rye, and he like runs oh, to the yeah. store like, I need it. Yeah, that. That was a weird movie, guys. <laughs> that was a huge budget movie about weird conspiracy theories and a weather machine that was real, starring, now we know as complete nutcase, Mel Gibson. That weird that that exists and julia roberts julia roberts too yeah i own that movie on vhs <laughs> that seems like a movie that they would have like buried completely but it like came out on dvd i remember seeing it in a in a <laughs> store on dvd like, i want to start a podcast there is a box of vhs tapes in that closet mm-hmm. in the corner i want to start a podcast where we just take that box out and we have to watch whatever's in it. <laughs> Do you remember just, that Disney movie Spirit? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I own that. Oh. I own that. That's one of those movies that I'm like, maybe I've seen that? Or <laughs> if I ha- if I haven't, it's probably good that I haven't. <laughs> let's just recap. Starting from before I, we even started uh, recording tonight. I own Conspiracy Theory mm-hmm. and Spirit, but I've never seen Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do actually own Psycho on VHS if you want to borrow it. <laughs> Cultured is what I am. This the, Anya has a great line here. She says, is this an intervention? Shouldn't all my demon friends be here? Oh. oh Hallie's response. Sweetie. They are. Oh. <sighs> Ouch. But that's need to go lie in bed with a pint of chocolate. Excuse me, put an Uh, ice pack on on that. that, And it's like doubly bad because if that is your only friend, she's not really your friend. (laughs) That's even worse. Yeah, she is a frenemy Mm -hmm. at best. Back in class, a dead guy borrows a pencil. As that's a pretty creepy moment. Yeah, it's cool. Especially when he goes to like stab Dawn in the Mm -hmm. eye. Yeah. 
she reacts as you would mm-hmm. uh, by screaming and falling out of her chair. Yeah. But nothing happened. So all those cool points that she got. Just... But she does have a better cover where it's like, she oh, does. there was a bee in my eye. And I would totally have reacted. Yeah. Like, that is a believable lie. Yeah. If we're, the Buffy Dawn relationship needs to be symbiotic. Mm-hmm. Buffy teaches Dawn how to fight. Mm-hmm. Dawn teaches Buffy how to lie. Yep. That, that, that would work. And it's also just a bummer because it's like, damn, Dawn, if you had done that, but Buffy hadn't shown herself to be seemingly insane, people probably would have forgotten about it. But it's like, uh, yeah, that, that like sister slash maybe mom, because everyone thinks she's the mom. Um, <laughs> and this episode for some reason, everyone, everyone is just like, oh, it's a family of crazies right. on your first day. Super. As Dawn recoups in the bathroom, she hears someone crying. Meet Kit. We'll see her a couple of times this season. Yeah. And I literally mean twice, maybe three times. She's the new Janice. Yeah. We talk about her. I'm going over to Kit's house, mm-hmm. but we won't see her. Yeah. Did we get closure on what happens to Jess? Did they just yeah. not, not be friends? <laughs> I mean, after the whole boyfriend thing. But they still hung out after that. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of. She went to the other school. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish they had done something with like, and I had never thought about this until I was like listening to commentary and they were talking about how a bunch of people commented online or whatever that they thought, oh, this is the new three friends that are going to be like Buffy, Willow, and Xander. No, thank you. Granted, I think they probably would have done more to like make the casting pop a little bit. Um, but I kind of like would be interested to see if they had done a little bit of something like that of like having mm-hmm. a real parallel story of like Dawn becoming kind of a, a Buffy figure with a couple of, you know, similar but different enough to make it not just a old rehash, uh, characters that were her own friends. Um, and I think you could also justify it a little bit more by just having like the kit character or whatever. Maybe have her be revealed in an episode to be a potential. So it's not mm. like you're not slapping on so many extra characters because that's definitely something the season, when we get to it, will have an issue with. That we have such a problem with names. Yes. Oh god. <laughs> it's just gonna be uh, the, the skinny one. The other. Uh, oh, thank God you hair. gave one a cast. The one with the cast. Yeah, the one with the cast, guys. <laughs> um. So someone's in the bathroom. They see ghosts and fall through the floor. Mm-hmm. Xander, you built this place. Bad job. I think it's the ghost that did that. I don't mm. think it was the floor was just really poorly made. He didn't use the ghost-proof floor. What? Since well, there has been no establishment of ghost-proof flooring in this universe. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you a contractor? Contractor? I hardly know her. <laughs> Uh, so the girls land in the basement where they run into another student mm-hmm. and they're all ghosts. We got the janitor, a girl, a boy. I'm a little bit of two minds because I don't know what it would be, but I kind of wish they had made it ghosts that were identifiably from episodes. Yes, I totally wish it was like, oh, this is clearly someone, mm-hmm. you know, that um, what the janitor was in the school when the snake, like if you could even have a line where they yeah. say like I was down here when mm-hmm. you blew up the school with the yeah. snake or you know whatever mercy got me or mm-hmm. you know yeah and like 
Especially because this episode does not shy away from references to past episodes. There's a mm. bunch throughout the episode. I mean, that last scene is <laughs> just nothing but references. Um, so it's a little weird that they don't make it that specific. Um, and I mean, I, I that might be the point. The point the, might be just like you don't even remember, like. It, they mean nothing but yeah I, it would make this way more interesting if it was yeah. like to give some more stakes to some more weight banded other than like uh something got me at some point maybe off screen that that yeah. doesn't have as much weight to me and i'm not saying like it would have to be but they could even do something like really creepy and like and i don't know if this would even be possible maybe have like the head ghost be jenny calendar who died in the school. Oh, yeah. No, if they could actually get someone back in there, yeah. that'd be amazing. That would be awesome. Like a really big character that we like know and who died in the school. Principal Flutie. You know what that would do? That would make this episode matter. <laughs> <laughs> we can't be having that. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Then I would give a shit. Yeah. Then Buffy might give a shit because nobody <laughs> gives a shit except for these ghosts. Yeah. These ghosts care a lot. <laughs> and they they want to be... All they want in this episode is your attention and they mm -hmm. don't get it. It's almost like they're a weird parallel to internet commenters in the way that the trio was. But these are the people who like care about such minute little details that nobody pays attention to them. Mm. It's like the comment where it's like, well, actually, in, in episode uh, 403, there was and like nobody even responds to it, even mm -hmm. though it's like a five paragraph essay on a continuity error. No, that's great. Yeah, that's what these ghosts are. Meanwhile, Principal Wood is talking to Buffy. Um says i've seen your record mm -hmm. she says oh my sister is the worst you should expel her you're a terrible sister <laughs> your sister needs a high school degree at the yeah. very least mm -hmm. you should have a high school degree yeah. and yeah it's not like you have an alternate plan where it's like no she she should be expelled because then she could go to welding school it's like i want to like be expelled that so she stays that home people have been the other school in town yeah. there's one yeah and you can't afford private school. No. You, you've established so much in this episode. It is a little weird that he's grilling Buffy. I mean, I get, you know, with his backstory later on, it makes sense. And well, that's what makes you his... think that he's evil in this one. Because you don't know his backstory. And you're like, why are you so interested in random students' older sister? But then it just, like, brings the idea of... But, like, if this happened and it wasn't a show, wouldn't Buffy just be immediately like, oh... I can't trust this person because no normal person would do this. I am not going to take a job from you and I'm going to pull my my sister out of here because you're clearly up to something. Yeah, no, she should be suspicious of him. Like, she's not nearly suspicious enough. She's but like, then again, she's acting suspicious as much just that's, creeping around the goddamn hallways. Maybe that's it. She's, she's so self-conscious about how she's out of place that she doesn't really register that, like, this guy shouldn't be grilling a random student's sister this much yeah i guess that makes sense don calls buffy on the cell and here's the moment i hate the most mm -hmm. isn't this reception amazing and i'm in the basement don't draw attention to it i wouldn't have thought about it if you hadn't drawn attention to it just yeah. make the fucking phone call mm-hmm i really would not have been like um excuse me she's in the basement she'd have no reception especially in that era yeah. whatever nope i don't care mm -hmm. get on with it it's weird and it's yeah. weird that it's like a button on the scene yeah they really just 
Ugh, no, I don't like it. I hate it. Well, and the other thing about it, too, is that there's no reason it had to be a cell phone. There could have just been a phone down there that they discovered. Right. Like, it's not an, an inconceivable that there'd be a phone line in a basement somewhere in a giant school. Sure. Yeah. There's, like, the janitor has an office down. I mean, like. Yeah. Yeah. Or even, like, that could even be a moment for Dawn of, like, okay, what are we going to do? And they're like, uh, she sees an office and, and like the other kids are like, what do we need in an office? And she's like, there might be a phone. And like, she smart. shows that she's smart. Exactly. Yeah. No. And then the entire, the whole thing about like, I'm giving you a weapon. I, you know, what is that? A weapon. Yeah, then you can hammer home like a slayer's greatest weapon is her mind. Yeah. Great. More important lesson than that- use this to call me if you're in trouble. Not weirdly vague dialogue to obscure the fact that it's something that you obviously wouldn't talk about in that way. Right. The ghost and Buffy in the basement, and they're upset that she didn't save them. And she brings up a good point. If I didn't save you, what the hell do you care about Dawn? Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the interaction, but like, I think I want Dawn to be my girlfriend. Like, mm, I date get dead guys. Wrong sister. <laughs> and they were hotties. <laughs> like, no offense. I'm sure you have a... Great personality. (laughs) I like the fact that she's like, I don't like, I am not engaging with this bullshit that she's not not going to feel guilty about. Yeah. Like, Oh no, I didn't save you that. She's like, Mm -hmm. not my priority. I only care about my sister. You can go fuck yourself. And also I think the confidence to be like, I'm not going to be ashamed because I couldn't save everyone because I fucking tried. Yeah. And I feel like that's the, that's growth in the character yeah. because season one Buffy would have been devastated. Yeah, she'd be like, "Oh my god, I didn't do everything." And not to be like, you know, you're all cannon fodder. What if? No. But she's literally saved the world a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, but so many more people would have died mm-hmm. if you know your death is not her. She's not responsible for all death on the Hellmouth. Yeah. Uh, and the, here's a moment of the Slayer using her brain, like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I think you're trying to block me from that door behind you." Mm-hmm. And when she goes through it, we find ghost spike. Spike. This is weird. Yep. It's <laughs> real weird. Really fucking weird. <laughs> uh, I always, you know, watching these out of order and the fact that I always skip, you know, the rape episode, uh-huh. um, or at least fast forward through that scene. I always took this look that she gives him as like, God, I missed you. You look so hot. Because he's looking good. Yeah. And yes, curly hair. I like it. It's so much better than bleached helmet. Like I kind of like the bleached helmet. Oh, it's such a helmet. I hate it. It looks plastic. It looks like he has Ken doll hair. The curly, I'm like, that is that is real hair. Okay. This is her reaction, given the last time she saw him, yeah. makes no sense. It, and especially because it's not like they do the thing in the series where they immediately downplay it as much as possible and kind of like retcon it. They acknowledge in the next episode what happened. Right. Full on. I don't know if it was direction or if this is Mm -hmm. SMG or if she was trying to express something that came across as the love of my life is back, which is what it comes across as. Which is weird. Even if it's like a complicated thing of like, part of me is glad to see that you're alive, but you're still the fucking monster who did what you did last time. 
there's something to be said for not being just like, ah, she needs to be more cagey. She needs yeah. to be guarded. Mm-hmm. She needs to like never like she immediately when they get in that room, she turns her back to him. She's looking all around like, no, I would yeah. never turn my back to you. I don't trust you. I need mm-hmm. to see that. She's just like, I do not trust you. I don't feel safe in a room with you. Yeah. And and like they they kind of mentioned, I think, in the next episode where she's like, no, don't worry. I can take him. But like still like. That's Doesn't not you want him to try. No, exactly. Like you, you still like you've lost that trust. That's exactly what it is. There's mm-hmm. no even tacit like I, I trust that you won't do something or try something horrible to me, even though I know you're really a monster at heart and you just have a chip in your head. It's like, no, he's proven that he will do and has tried to do horrible things to you and you can't trust him in any way. Mm-mm. And it's, yeah, it's really weird. Yeah. So right away, he is batshit crazy, mm-hmm. laughing mm-hmm. maniacally. Sells it very yeah. well. No, he's he he does the the, the crazy acting well because it it feels like there's an actual reason behind it. It's not just let me try to be as big as I can because I'm right. crazy. Yeah, no, I think I think he does an amazing mm-hmm. job with um losing his mind. I'm gonna have issues next episode, but for this one, I'm good. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. There's gonna be a lot of, a lot of spike discussion this episode, guys, so just buckle in. <laughs> uh, so the ghost repeatedly hits her arm with an iron bar. Mm-hmm. This again goes back to Buffy's changing strength because mm-hmm. this would, uh, this would break it. I'm sorry. It, yeah. She's gotten hurt from such less. Yeah, and it's like, he, he's straight on full force hit with an iron bar. She just, repeatedly yeah just to your arm your forearm nothing it's not like she's wearing armor or like even a piece of woods there or something like it's straight up like maybe a layer of leather at most no yeah. not even no and it's bare no it's a laser sense. uh some great spike lines i like the no one comes in here it's just the three of us <gasps> bah, bah, bah. The third one? it's one of rats <laughs> Um, and he's covered in scratches. He tells mm-hmm. her he tried to cut it out yep. and like stuff that doesn't make, that did not make sense the mm-hmm. first time I watched it. But then like, I mean, uh, like, I, I know, I know what you're talking about. Uh, so they, he says they're not ghosts. They're spirits raised by a talisman for mm-hmm. vengeance. And this is a little bit like deus ex machina. He just mm-hmm. has that information, but whatever. I mean, I don't, uh, that's c- totally conceivable that like a hundred and something year old vampire has run into this at some point. Well, and, and like he's been in the basement, so he's maybe seen them before. Yeah. Um, I care so little about this episode that it's like, fine, get on to solving this. I don't care about these three. Don puts bricks in Kit's bag to make mm-hmm. a weapon. A brick bag. Hell fucking yeah. <laughs> this is, a, ooh, that is, that would hurt. Yeah. And this is a really good fight. I like the choreography yeah. here. I like the bricks in the bag weapon. Mm-hmm. It's new. We don't, yeah. I've never seen her use anything like that. And she, really knows how to use it mm-hmm. the brick foo as it was referred to on set brick why brick foo like kung fu oh wait yeah no i love yeah. it i love it love it love it she, she just put that in her um weapons chest yep <laughs> just, <the laughs> just like <laughs> comes like, um guys can i have my bag back <laughs> no nope. it's a weapon now <laughs> but like i have my id in there i don't want to have to like my social security cards in the there. weight is very specific with I the id you're not supposed to keep your social security card one ounce wallet, but i, I was could throw it off a lot of 
paperwork for because I actually you know applied to the school late. We just moved into town. Mine now. <laughs> oh, could I? Could I just see it? Nope. Okay. Cut for like. <laughs> uh, Xander really found the smartest job in Sunnydale. Mm-hmm. He finds the hole in the floor and immediately contracty goodness. He sees everything as carpentry. <laughs> And then he breaks the talisman, mm-hmm. so the spirits disappear. And Buffy does not tell Don about Spike. I'm not going to tell you about the attempted rapist living below your locker. That's weird. That's Buffy. a decision. I, I mean, and I get like she just doesn't want to talk about it. She mm-hmm. has like by him leaving town, she didn't have to deal with what happened. Like you can kind of pretend mm-hmm. it didn't it happen and doesn't exist. And with him returning, it's like crap. This means that I have to oh. acknowledge it. And I mean, you could always make the argument that maybe part of her was like, maybe that was part of the spell that brought a vision of Spike, but that wasn't really Spike. Because I don't really know what this, the, the whole manifest spirits was. So maybe that was a part of that. I, I, you could, I could see yourself like convincing yourself into that denial. Mm-hmm. Wood catches Buffy advising the kids and offers her a guidance counselor job. What? Or not a guidance counselor. He says, you're not a guidance. She's just there to, like, talk to troubled kids. Am I wrong? And we'll get there if, if it happens. But doesn't she just, like, straight up become the guidance counselor in a yeah, couple episodes? Yeah, I think so. Why? Why bother with the in-between? It's just to, like, it would be too unbelievable because you would need to get, like, the I think proper you, education I to think be a guidance counselor? Need, okay. Yeah, I think you need something to actually be a guidance counselor. Okay. And they were probably worried someone was going to call them out and be like, uh, nuh-uh. And yeah. then nobody gave a shit yeah because it got it was a little confusing yeah i i would rather have gone with the route of like well uh you'll be the guidance counselor you won't be legally a guidance counselor we'll give you a different yeah job title but but yeah you'll basically be the guidance counselor i would rather have it that way than like not that every show has to be the status quo every single week but that kind of change just feels like weird minutia i don't need in a in a television show that's got all sorts of other stuff going on exactly yeah it's not the general idea and like if you sat down and thought about it like yeah buffy would not be able to help these kids like apply for colleges and mm-hmm. that kind of thing and yeah. that's which is the only thing i ever saw my guidance counselor for yeah um but whatever just say guidance counselor it's faster so she says here my schedule might be a little fantastic but i'll do it with what I'm he guess- says it's part-time mm. and she's not at the double meet anymore well, I, I guess part of it is like, I might have to go do Slayer stuff, so I might not be able to keep It's a daytime hours. job. But she had to go in the daytime uh, when she was a student Fair. and do stuff. Sure. I yeah. think that's what it's referring to. I just think like, you had a part-time job with the double meet. If mm-hmm. anything, this feels ideal. Yeah. Uh, we get more crazy from Spike. Mm-hmm. And we get Buffy in the basement. Buffy in the basement. Making a speech about how amazing she is. And she morphs into Warren. Natural progression there. And then Glory. And Adam. And the mayor. And then the fucking... Mayor! Just stay there. Just stay. Don't change again. Remain the mayor. Hang on, Drusilla. The master. So it's really amazing they got so many people back. Yay. Obviously, season two should be Angel. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get Angel back. Yeah. And uh, well, and I kind of, it, it also is cool that it's Drusilla in a way because, like, 
that character wouldn't probably get any other outlet to be on this show anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of cool to bring her back, even though, like, yeah, technically Angel is definitely more of a big bad. It's also interesting because I really like how each of the, you know, so obviously we go backwards in time through all the big bads, yeah. which amazing. Mm-hmm. One, seeing them all back. So mm-hmm. cool. The fact that, like, they are talking about going back to the beginning, mm-hmm. and they literally go back to the beginning. What? I love it. I love it. I love yeah. it so much. It's okay. uh, <laughs> I love it so much. Um, but I also like how they all, like, while the speech continues, mm-hmm. they're saying what they're saying in the way that that character exactly. would. Yeah. Like, the, you know... The mayor, I think, straight up Jim says, like, Dandy. Jim Dandy, yeah. which if Warren said that, you'd be like, what the fuck happened to you? Yeah. You have a stroke. <laughs> but <laughs> they, you know, it's all in character. So the other cool thing about Drusilla being there mm-hmm. is that, like, she gets to say crazy speak, which yeah. you like. And, like, touch spike, which, granted, continuity-wise, there's a, a whole bunch of wrenches into monkeys. Oh, I didn't um, notice. Does she actually, like, is it, can you tell that she makes connection with him? You can, you can t- I mean, it's the kind of thing where like her, his hair moves a little bit and you can just read off as like, it's not supposed to be moving, but you, it's just hard to fake that. Sure. This is Blade Runner 2049, guys. Um, it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I'm fine with that. It's, it doesn't bother me that much. Sure. And if like the connection you can make physically is to slightly tossle somebody's hair, you don't really have corporeal form if that's all you can do. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, Warren says something sexist, but mm-hmm. of course he does. Yeah. Adam refers to him as number 17. Yeah. Uh, Glory calls herself fabulous because mm-hmm. she is. <laughs> um, and yeah, the mayor is Jim Dandy. I love it. Oh, mayor. Says we're going back to the beginning. Not the bang. Not the word. Mm-hmm. It's not about right. It's not about wrong. Back to Buffy. It's about power. And that was at the start of the episode. I love all of this. I remember when this first aired, a lot of us um, thinking that because it starts with Buffy and then goes backwards through all the big bads, mm-hmm. does that mean that Buffy's the big bad of season seven? What? I, which was a cool idea. Mm. Yeah. This, this scene helps an otherwise episode that is just completely lackluster. If you were to judge an episode by, let's say, first five minutes, last five minutes, one of the best of the series. Great. Fabulous. Um, unfortunately, nothing happens in between. In between, it's, uh, it's a bunch of like, it's, it's, it's one of those episodes where it's like, you're glad you skipped it and just watched the previously on. Cause mm-hmm. like the information that happens in it, good to know. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that that happened for the characters. I don't need to see 40 minutes of people doing that stuff. Yep. So what's the lesson in lessons? You've been waiting six seasons for that. <laughs> I actually didn't realize it until I looked down at my notes. <laughs> oh my god, this is gonna be awkward. Oh. Um, it's about power. Who's got it? Who knows how to use it? If only there was. If they had, in some way, emphasized that at all in the episode, I think it's so <laughs> unclear. Yeah, they really hammer this one home. They even use this, like, it, it's kind of the point when the um ghosts are, like, trying to bait Buffy into mm-hmm. a fight. And she's like, I don't care. Where's my sister? Because yeah. she has the power in that situation. Mm-hmm. I don't care. You are nothing to me. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about this one? 
Uh, I think we've learned our lessons. <laughs> um, in terms of season openers, I think this is the worst one. <sighs> yeah. I mean, as a full episode, it's got like a real strong start mm-hmm. and a fantastic end. But the middle just feels like a subpar season two episode. Yeah, it's not like the worst episode no. ever. It's just that normally Buffy season openers are so great. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one is just fine. Bleh. And like season season fours isn't fabulous, mm-hmm. um, but it is more memorable. Than, yeah. I care more about what happens. And like what that's setting up and what that has to set up is a little more interesting to me than like, yeah, there's definitely pieces you have to put on the board in this episode, but mm-hmm. nothing's like that interesting about now there's, there's no a high conflict again. there's no yeah. conflict in here i'm not worried yeah. about buffy i'm these ghosts she doesn't care about these ghosts so i don't care about these ghosts yeah. whereas the season four opener sunday isn't like mm-hmm. the most menacing villain but buffy transitioning into college and having a hard time is yeah. conflict it's interesting and sunday does not break her arm because she specifically says it's not broken yeah. really hurts her yeah and that's that's something as opposed to Ghosts that are just like, we need a monster in this episode and kind of introducing a bunch of other stuff. Sure. Um, so when you first saw this, did you know immediately that that was the first? Oh God, no. Like I remember watching most of the season until like, I think I just read something online mentioning that was from a previous episode. I was like, oh, that's why it seems kind of familiar. Yeah. I, yeah, I had no idea what was going on. I thought Spike was just crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. Until, yeah, this is when I was like, I had not learned my lesson about like, don't spoil everything for yourself yeah. on the internet. And all I was doing was looking up spoilers. Mm-hmm. And like the second someone was like, you guys, it's the first. I was like, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. And it, it, I don't know. It always seemed weird to me that we get from, okay, Spike's got his soul back. That's the big cliffhanger of the last season to him crazy in the high school basement. It always felt like, Lessa, like, ooh, what's the mystery behind how he ended up there? And just like, why didn't you give us anything about why he ended up there yet? It's a little anticlimactic of all that. Just like, yeah. Why is he? Why is he there? Like, it just feels like you you didn't want to bother with the story of in between. You just needed him down there. Yeah. So and yeah. him being down there is the least interesting part of that. Yeah, yeah. That's just I don't know. Felt very, very weird given how climactic him getting a soul seemed in the last episode. What might have been interesting is to see like how difficult it is for him to come back to Sunnydale when he's crazy and mm-hmm. a vampire and has a soul and has all yep. this guilt. And we see that like clips of that, the mm-hmm. way we saw him in Africa last season, yeah. see clips of that while Sunnydale is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make it more of a journey, especially because frankly, Later on in the season, and again, uh, maybe reanalyzing it, I'll have different thoughts. But my memory of this season is that for a lot of the season, Spike has shit to do. Yeah, I'll be interested. If that is my memory as well. I'll see if I feel. Yeah, if maybe there's it's subtler than I remember. But yeah, it but feels maybe, like yeah, bring him in later. Yeah, have him just be like maybe the tag on this episode is seeing something of where Spike ended up, and it being like. Is he like crazy in Europe somewhere? And then yeah, seeing him he's, eventually he's in, in the the below of a big ship. Yeah, like yeah. eating rats, like the way Angel did when he first got his exactly. soul back. Yeah, something, something a little more interesting than hanging out in the basement, guys. Oh, look, 
it's time to uh, hear from our sponsor. Ooh. Hi, I'm Xander, foreman for Sunnydale Commercial Renovations. Sunnydale's a funny place, and owning a home or business is a risky venture. At Sunnydale Commercial Renovations, we specialize in the repairs most common to the Hellmouth, uh, Northern California, Santa Barbara area. Someone or something crashed through my window. Ask about our broken window punch card. A tiny blonde girl punched a hole in my wall. Yeah, she does that. <laughs> a mutant worm tunneled through my lobby floor. I'm getting my Christmas bonus. <laughs> the floor caved in. Zombie ghost. Sweet contracted goodness. A stubby arm snake guy's blood soaked into my porch. Snake remains, they will remain no longer. <laughs> a giant snake blew up the school. Already working on it. Some guy built a temple in our frat house basement. I need a remodel. Look, no matter what kind of snake-related carpentry you need, we certainly have you covered. So call Sunnydale Commercial Renovations. Our Wednesday morning special includes discounts on debris removal and drywall patching. Sunnydale Renovations. We are in no way profiteering from your tragedy. It's time to put lessons back on the shelf and open the books on Beneath You. Techno, techno, techno. <laughs> so now we're in Frankfurt. Yep. The music is certainly discotheque. Mm, it's uh, certainly not similar to any female-led action show of around the same time. Certainly not similar to anything there. Are you talking about Alias? Oh, what? No, this isn't reminiscent of Alias at all. Never watched it. Um, that's what I remember. I actually remember this being in the season opener, but I remember seeing this and it being like the most obvious thing in the world to me, even though they say it's a tribute to Run Lola Run, oh. of it being like, hey, look, we're cool like Alias. We've got a woman who looks like Jennifer Garner with uh bright hair and techno music running through somewhere in Europe. Oh, see, I had heard that they originally filmed this somewhere else um but it looked too well. similar to istanbul so they were yeah. like okay we gotta go completely opposite mm -hmm. direction discotheque in frankfurt yeah, that, that that was like the same reason i'm sure that was probably part of it but like the way they went if it was a coincidence it's a big coincidence because like it is super reminiscent of alias mm -hmm. which i watched a little bit of and you know what got me out of alias it went too weird in like fantasy oh because the big kind of uh, MacGuffin thing, they were always looking for something that was part of Rambaldi's journal or device. And I remember seeing like later episodes where it was like he built this weird doomsday machine, but he was in the Renaissance. Or it was really weird because it felt like, how, why is this in a spy show? Uh, so I love that they keep opening episodes like this. It just... I, I mean, they're bringing up questions that it's not mm -hmm. lost. They will answer those questions. Yeah. Um, but like in the meantime, uh, I'm just, I'm, I just, I want to know. I want to know. And the yeah. fact that the people in Sunnydale don't know what this is mm -hmm. um, always makes it more interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the whole I robot you Jane thing where, because I knew all, you know, 
when everyone knows all the information, it's like, well, yeah. I'm not intrigued. No. I also just like that, like, especially for the ultimate season, this makes the show mm-hmm. feel bigger. It's yeah. international now. It's not just Sunnydale. Yeah, because having it be, oh, the world's at stake isn't enough to really make it feel bigger because mm-hmm. the world's been at stake a number we of times. We only ever see Sunnydale. Yeah, but just having it be like, no, from the very beginning, things are happening around the world because mm-hmm. it's in danger does actually make it feel bigger. Uh, she parkours down a building, another mm-hmm. badass, and they fight, but she is ultimately killed. Ah, uh, she was so close. And I I like the idea of it. I think it could have been shot a little more crisply of like she gets in this weird little room, opens it up. She's like right by a bunch of people. They mm-hmm. pull her back into the little room. Mm-hmm. Like that's a moment that I think has been done in like a lot of horror movies really well. And I feel like it's a little it's shot a little flat. Oh, OK, but I do like the idea of it. I think that's pretty cool. Turns out also that Buffy is having a prophetic dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, the body says, right, from beneath you, it devours. Yeah. And Buffy wakes up. Uh, so is this an earthquake? Nope. <gasps> Something's burrowing. Season seven has the worst special effects. Oof. Which is insane. It is That weird. as the show goes on, the special effects get worse. Mm-hmm. And it's because they rely solely on computer-generated shit. As yeah. opposed to like being like, mm, how can I do this with real stuff? Yeah, there's not a lot of practical. And it seems like a lot of points where they don't even like bother thinking of anything but just throw some CGI on. Yeah. Like even stuff where it's you don't necessarily see it directly. Like one of my Even the classics. ghost in the last one. It's crap. It's everything looks cheap. Yeah. It was the worst like lame Halloween store makeup. And yeah. this is like the worst CGI. But it's 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 blurry. It's straight up goddamn blurry. Yeah, which is weird. I don't know if that was like an effect they were trying to make it look less like shiny CGI because it just looks like it was weirdly matted in. Like it looks, it, it makes me weird. feel like I need to put on glasses, and I don't wear glasses. Mm. I think you meant your special 3D glasses now. I mean, yeah, it kind of has that when you're looking at a 3D movie without the glasses on mm. that you're like, something's this isn't right. Yeah. Uh, Spike is still crazy in the basement. <laughs> Talking to a rat. No, Spike. That's not Amy. Oh. <laughs> uh, the earthquake makes him insaner. Yeah. Which, hey, you are in the worst spot right now, bud. Mm, yeah. Uh, Buffy's first day on the job. Uh, here's hoping the students don't eat her alive. <laughs> I mean, you heard about Principal Flutie, right? Hashtag justice for Flutie. Also Snyder, because the, while the students didn't eat him alive, he still got eaten alive. Well, I think that's the the the, the clarification is like the students ate did, were the ones that ate Flutie. It was the mayor who ate, you know, Snyder. So it, it makes a little bit more sense to go for Flutie. Hashtag justice for Flutie. <laughs> Back in England, uh, Willow is scared to go home. We still mm-hmm. get beautiful, beautiful England. I just want to stay in this location. Mm-hmm. It it really looks like a set piece from a different show. Like it has yeah. such a different feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want to go there. I just want to go there so I can hang out with uh, Tony Head. Yeah, I'm just in your dreams. You are riding horses around with uh, Anthony Stewart Head, just wearing all the tweed. <laughs> Willow says, "You know what? If I can't handle the Hellmouth, uh, what if I can?" And what does that mean in terms of like her magic? Mm. She loses control again. And I think probably the biggest one of what if my friends don't take her back, mm. take me back. 
But you're Willow. Yeah. Everybody loves Willow. And and Giles doesn't like tell her like none of that is a uh, it's definitely not gonna happen. He's just kind of he's there for her. But those yep. are all real possibilities. Mm-hmm. Lady in Sunnydale is walking her dog. And then, oh no, it's a graboid. <laughs> yeah. Totally tremors. Uh the sidewalk eats the dog. The chapter title for this, by the way, is Doggy Downer. <laughs> I want this job. I want the chapter job. Chapter titler. Chapter titles. I want it. Uh, it's a dying art. <laughs> the lady runs into Xander, so they gather the Scoobies, but we are running low on Scoobies. There's Desperately low on Scoobies. Only the three of them. What we need is, what you need is help. Fortunately, you've got me. Spike, get out. <laughs> yeah. Listen, what? <laughs> I'm here. I'm not even mad at Spike right now. No. I am mad at the writers. Mm-hmm. They are trying to win me over with him. They're trying to act like it didn't happen. Yeah. They're making him look hot. They're putting him in like one of my favorite color shirts. Mm-hmm. He's not just wearing black, like the black t-shirt. Mm-hmm. He's got this like really awesome looking blue shirt and he's just he's got the swagger mm-hmm. and the perfect lines and like no i'm yeah. still mad stop trying to manipulate me yeah it's I, I get what they're going for later in the episode kind of but it just feels like i don't know if that's what i would have done i don't i don't like this this is too too big a switch yeah from the last episode he is too good at acting here well i had always kind of and maybe this is just me putting a headcanon ahead of it. I had always thought that it, it, it felt to me like the first has some hand in making him able to do this. And then I need to see him talking to the first. I guess, yeah. Like, I need... I, I can't be a headcanon thing. Yeah. No, he he just... It's too much like a switch that you turn on and off. And mm. this is kind of a problem with a number of times a season. Yeah. Just like, he goes from being perfectly fine to majorly not. At the yeah. flip of a switch. And we don't, if the switch is later on, the switch is going to become the first whispering sweet nothings into yeah. his ear. If there is a switch, if the first is mm-hmm. doing something to make him crazy, one, no, that's not canon. The thing making him crazy yeah. is his soul. But even mm-hmm. if it was the first, then I need to see that. Even just having it be something of him putting up this like facade of like, I'm just, you know, plain old Spike. Us as the audience seeing him like barely holding on to it yes. would be something. When but their it feels, back is turned. Yeah. like it, But it feels like he's just way too nonchalant, like way too uh, charming immediately. It seems to be setting up what they seem to pay off and then don't pay off later in the episode of it being like almost like an Angelus turn where he's mm-hmm. like – gone completely evil crazy which again i like the idea of the season seven bad being spike that would have been cool if that's what they were setting Mm -hmm. up yeah i kind of want to see it Mm -hmm. spike the big bad yeah i kind of think that would have been a more useful or even if he's not the big bad being like like mentioned the caleb before the caleb or like the enforcer of the big bad especially if you're going to have it be the first who's a being that can't take corporeal form Mm -hmm. having spike as the you know physical embodiment of the first and in the first's actions Mm -hmm. and then having you know the henchman just be the henchman that's pretty badass great and that would make this feel a little 
better that the mm-hmm. reason he's asking acting nonchalant is for evil reasons and because the yeah. first is telling him like what to do mm-hmm. for the first own benefit as opposed to like i'm acting not evil because i want to be okay now and yeah. i want to pretend i'm okay yeah. you're it's you're too good at it you know what i think might have worked because i could see them having the thing of we don't want to just like kill off spike especially if they had already known what they wanted to do with angel have it be and this could be something we learn later on that you know spike got his soul last season he's tortured by that he goes crazy we might even see some flashbacks of that before we see him meet up with the first in some way and the first offers to take the pain away and he's so like messed up that he just Mm -hmm. agrees and the first does something to basically like shield him from his soul or like takes his soul back out something like that where and that's like kind of what what makes him the 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 evil front man and then you could have later in the season him do something to change it and, and re- then he's the champion and he redeems himself and yes. yay and then it like he's doing something actively the whole time he redeems himself you can still have him do everything he does in angel but it doesn't feel like a weird half measure to make up for what you did with him in the last couple mm-hmm. episodes of last season love it yeah go back in time guys and again, there's the it. It looks to me like Buffy is catching feelings for him, um, yeah. but I, I just doesn't feel in character. I need to see her be a mix of mm-hmm. mad and scared. It's not the right word because yes, she's right. If he tried anything, she could just beat the shit out of him. She's not mm-hmm. injured at this moment. Yeah, but mad and cagey. Just yeah. I need her to be very guarded. Yeah, like, she even compliments him, and I hate it. It's yeah, it's so weird because it just feels like, yeah, that's the dynamic d- dynamic you used to have with him. Right. I can't imagine that coming back the way it does here. It just really seems. The other thing that's so wrong with this scene is that Xander and Don, you just sit right by. Mm-hmm. They both know what happened. Yeah. Xander told Don. Both of these characters have a temper. We've seen how they act when you hurt the people they love. Mm-hmm. What would be in character for these two is to fucking attack Spike. At the yeah. very least, they're going to jump up and stand in between her and Spike and tell him to get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. But they just sit there. Yeah. Because this needs to be a scene about just Buffy and Spike, regardless of what you've established with the other characters. They split up. Xander's going to take Nancy home. Yeah. Dawn is going to stay home and, you know, she has that thing about like, I'm command central, check in with me, which is cute. That's like, she's just like, she's not whiny about it. She's just like, I know I'm going to do my homework because I'm a teenager. Mm -hmm. Spike has this line where he says like, I didn't come here to atone. Well, why the fuck not? Yeah. That's, that's the other thing that like, he just shows up and he doesn't address it. He doesn't apologize. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sorry. If you're not here to grovel and beg forgiveness, get the fuck out. Yeah. And even if you are here to grovel and beg forgiveness, no. You can also get the fuck out. I de- like the Dawn saying to Spike, like, you sleep? Mm-hmm. Vampires, you sleep? Hurt my sister and you're going to wake up on fire. Like, yes, girl. That is in character for yes. her. I, I love that. What I don't like is how they then, like, feel the need to, like, put a pin on it in the next up ep- The next scene. Not the next episode. The next scene. They put the pin in of spike saying when did your sister get unbelievably scary and it felt like 
we already we just saw that we don't need to have him talk about it again it that yeah, seemed yeah. to lessen the impact of it for me or is like get it it was really scary it's like no I, I saw it i saw the scene it just happened you don't need to reference it immediately it feels like you're trying to prove that it was the scene i just saw instead yeah. of just letting it be yeah spike tells buffy that he was crazy because of the ghosts mm-hmm. but why did you end up in that basement then why were you like, you know what I'm going to do? Find a good school basement to hang out in. Well, I mean, Maybe we know it's a ghosts. lie. We're aware that it's a lie. Well, Buffy should be a little aware that that's pretty dumb. They accidentally touch hands. And this moment, this, yeah. this is what this episode should have been. Mm-hmm. This is their reaction. Yeah. She was traumatized by the, that event. Even if he didn't rape you. Mm-hmm. Even if you, he couldn't rape you any longer because yeah. you're not currently, you know, half broken back from falling mm-hmm. over gravestone it was an upsetting traumatic experience yeah. it is a terrible thing he did to you so he like she fucking like is repulsed and terrified mm-hmm. from him touching her hand yes that is what i needed to see yeah. i needed to see she didn't forget that it happened mm-hmm. and I, oh i hate his line i don't blame you for being skittish skittish fuck you yeah skittish is oh boy and he says i can't say sorry why not why the fuck not? It you're, it won't be enough. No. It doesn't mean shit, but you should still say mm-hmm. it. You can say it. Yeah. You can physically say those words. Try it. Yeah. It's it's such a bizarre choice, especially given that it isn't that he's turned completely evil, that he's just like tortured. This way of going about it just seems like I don't see how the Spike who was crazy mumbling to himself in a basement gets to the point where he can repress all his guilt so treme- tremendously to just pretend to be like he was. Yeah. That he's so, why are, how are you so good at this? If you yeah. were so overcome mm-hmm. that you can, that like, and like, yeah, later on, I like the idea of like, it was a costume he was putting mm-hmm. on to try to pretend. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Also, here's the thing. I obviously haven't watched season seven in a while, so I, we'll see mm-hmm. if it happens. If it happens, if it, if it happens, yeah. I, I will apologize and eat crow. He's crazy because of his soul, Mm because he's so racked with guilt that he can't handle it. Mm -hmm. He can't, his brain cannot absorb all the guilt that he feels Mm -hmm. from the century of terrible things he's done. Right? Yeah. Right? Guilt from doing bad things. Right? That's what he's feeling. Is that what he's feeling? I need a scene of him groveling, crying, Mm -hmm. and begging her for forgiveness. Do we get that later? I don't remember that being. Like a, a scene where it's there. I'm, I vaguely have memories of like him actually saying sorry at some point, but not like in a way where it's like, oh my god, I I can't believe this horrible thing. I know you couldn't possibly ever. He forgive shouldn't me. be able to look at her. Yeah, even if you if you don't have that, if you're if you're really gung ho about this, Spike pretending to be all nonchalant about it. I have a moment at the very beginning of of this interaction where. Somebody, Buffy, Xander, Dawn, anybody, grabs a stake and is about to, like, stake him through the heart, which I think would be any of those characters' natural response in yes. a majority of the time. Yep. Um, And just him being like, you can do it if if you want. I know I deserve it, but I'm just here to help. If you want to still have this, like, he's going to be nonchalant about it, have him at least acknowledge in a nonchalant way, I know I've done something horrible. I'm not going to apologize for it still because that's – Part of something we need in this episode for some reason. Mm-hmm. But like 
They can't accept that. I can't see how they can accept it is the thing. No, no, no. And you're right. Yeah. What should what should have happened when he showed up in that room is mm-hmm. that Xander should have gone for the weapons chest, yep. grabbed the stake, and Buffy should have had to hold him back. Yeah. That is in character. Yeah. Also, Dawn, sorry, you mm-hmm. attack my sister that way? Yeah. I'll do it. If the point of this app was the reason he's acting so nonchalant and mm-hmm. so like, I can't say I'm sorry, is because he's so overcome with guilt, he wants them to stake him. I believe that. That, yeah. If they could establish that. That, that would have been great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Begging for it. Yeah. Doing what he can to be like, yeah, right. Just put it right there so yeah. I don't have to feel this. Yeah. Totally works for mm-hmm. me. Like, I, I feel like the, the conversation we'll get, get to later at the bronze, if that had ended in that, like him basically begging to be killed and then them being taken aback and you could still have like pretty much the same like soul revelation scene where he completely loses it again Mm -hmm. and that would have more weight and also the rest of the episode would make more sense and it would be more like satisfying conclusion to that part of the story before we get to the church scene yep xander takes home nancy and i like this this is very me style romantic interaction like Mm. so awkward like, oh, can I call you? Oh, yeah, to check in? No, I'm hitting on you. <laughs> no, I am hitting on you. <laughs> and then the tremors come back. Oh, no, somebody get Fred Ward. And it literally is a tremors worm. Yeah, it's 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 not new or fresh in any way. Curse their one weakness. Stairs. <laughs> Two very short stairs and they're safe. Yep. Uh, Nancy chooses this particular moment to mm. elaborate on her psycho ex-boyfriend that's a little forced <laughs> it's weird timing but like mm-hmm. okay i get it when you're like sometimes you're like oh yeah i could see you know i don't even remember his fucking name mm-hmm. getting a kick out of this i don't think xander would engage yeah. i think it'd be just like we need to find about <laughs> like i'm just i'm not i don't know who that is um you know what i just thought of i think it would be a funny way to, to do this is have it be you know like the the graboid Goes up to them on the steps. They like roll away from danger, uh, or whatever, and they just end up at her doorstep. Uh, and she and they're just kind of like in that you know weird. We just experience something crazy uh, after effect. And she says, "Well, this is me." And he just looks at like a piece of mail on the ground mm-hmm. that says Ronnie. It's like, who's Ronnie? <laughs> I think that would be fun. Sure, I think great. Be fun instead or of like, like, you know, what this monster reminds me of my ex boyfriend. Yeah. But we need her to use that watchword. Wish. Wish. No, never make a wish. Scooby's uh, interrupt Anya's consulting session at the bronze, mm-hmm. which good because this good chick was terrible. Spineless. Uh, <laughs> I like the line. Have any of you not slept together? <laughs> Xander and Spike just look at each other. I'm I'm tripping, I guess. Ziffy. Huh? I, You're uh, shipping it? Yep. Say it again. Ziffy? Uh, oh, no, Zyke, Zyke. Zyke, I was going to say. That's right. Because, <laughs> z- wait, Zyke. what was I? Yeah, Spander. Zyke. Spander. Spander. That sounds too much like Spangler. Now I'm just thinking of uh, Ghostbusters. When are you not thinking about Ghostbusters? That's the thing is I need to <laughs> put precautions in place. I can't think about Ghostbusters 24-7. Only like 23-6. Anya refuses to take the spell back. She can see Spike's soul. That's cool. It's a cool moment. And then he punches her. Yeah. Which is not cool. (laughs) Yeah. And and yeah, that's uh, awful that he's just punching her. 
But then I thought it was leading to this, and I, I just didn't remember the episode well enough. And I was like, oh, sweet. Anya and Spike are going to fight. And then they don't. No. He just punches her again, though, for no goddamn reason. Yeah. And like, I okay, fine. She's a demon. I get it. She's not just like a chick. Yeah. But she didn't like des- punch the him, deserve this. Like, this yeah. is just not cool. Yeah. And then he calls her a bitch. Who is this guy? Is, is Warren haunting the body of Spike? This, If this was the first in the form of Warren whispering in his ear, that I believe. Mm. No, this is weird. And then this turns into a fight between he and Buffy. Yeah. Which, again, I really wish it was a fight between Spike and Anya because that would be a lot more interesting. Sure. That's something we haven't seen before. Nope. We've never seen Anya fight as a demon. So that would be awesome. Not true. She fought Giles in The Wish. Okay, but not but, really. Uh, yeah, it's not, it was not a yeah. you know a matched fight. It was just like eh, let me grab your necklace. Um, we haven't seen like an all-out brawl, I should say. Yes. And I think that would have been cool. And like you totally could root for Anya, even though she's a demon right now. Because it's like this motherfucker just punched me for no reason because I saw his soul. Fuck you! Like that would have been so cool. Another missed opportunity in this episode. Yeah, and this just gets worse. Um, <sighs> this is where he gets. If he's begging to be staked, this makes Perfect sense. sense. Great. You're talking about the balcony sex shaming shaming? <laughs> he, I, I want Buffy to stake him at this point. He says, working out some personal issues. Are we? This will be the first touch since you know when. Up for another round in the balcony? Just stake him. What is this? What is this? Are we a frozen beef product? Because, frankly, steakums. <laughs> That's all I'm thinking right now. Oh, those are so gross. <laughs> and so is Spike's behavior. Fair. Uh, I am just need a hammer home, though. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. Yeah. Even knowing what we know later, that, he, that it was him putting on a costume and pretending he's okay. Mm-hmm. Nope. No. It just, yeah, it just doesn't make sense with the character that he'd be able to do that. Pretending you're okay is different than really trying to be the world's biggest asshole yeah then like i i guess you could make the argument he's pretending to be like how he was so he's like in some ways kind of considerate but also still evil like maybe but most most of it just comes off as him being kind of like angelus yeah yeah that's what he's acting like more than old spike nancy bales you're dumb you're dumb. You know the second you hit the street is when he can get you. So what do you do? You hit the street. Yeah, just and you're walking. You're not even running. No. At least take a bike or something. <sighs> and oh no, Bugs Bunny's after. He took a wrong turn in Albuquerque. So this thing comes after her and her reaction is to run from door to door checking to see what's left. You are so dumb. If being a child has trained us for everything, the floor is lava. Yeah. Get high up. Get high up. This Eventually, is, she sees a ladder and is like, oh, echo ladder. This is grown up. The floor is lava. Yeah. He was easily thwarted by two steps. You know what is higher than two steps? A car. A dumpster. They're everywhere. You're in yep. an alley. Yeah. It's like she never saw Tremors. <laughs> Buffy gets it. She's leaping from roof to roof because mm-hmm. she's smart. Uh, Anya blames Xander. And, he, and, like, and even he's like, okay, yes, I screwed up. You chose to be a vengeance demon. I like that, that he's not just letting her make him feel terrible all the time, always. And, and I like the, I think the, the clever line is, is pretty appropriate of like, and at some point that stops being an excuse. Yep. Like, 
yeah, yeah, it's you can't use that forever. It sucks. Xander was definitely in the wrong, but you still have to live the rest of your life. And this has nothing to do with Xander. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Buffy Tarzans to save Nancy. Where and how? I don't know. Like, I feel like in any other episode of Buffy, they would have done even a slight establishment of like seeing a clothesline. Sure. And then you rip off half of it. Yeah. yeah, Nope. But it's just like, "Ah, she swings in. Season seven, low budget. (laughs) (laughs) No budget for a second unit shot of a string. (laughs) Spike attacks the worm with a metal bar. Mm -hmm. But just as he winds up to stab it, Mm -hmm. Anya does the spell. Spike stabs a human, which activates his chip. I like that. Yeah, that's like a fun, like, playing with the world of, like, even though he intended to do this to a demon, it turned into a human, and then it activates his chip. That's kind of fun. There's also a moment of him, like, while in pain, the shock of the pain of, like, why? (laughs) And then realizing realizing it, and then being like, oh, shit, I stabbed a dude. Uh, So then he immediately goes crazy again. Mm -hmm. Just immediately yeah which great if all if you were feeling all that guilt about killing people and now you've killed people and like mm-hmm. it's all coming rushing back great you've also been confronted with rape so where was your guilt yeah not just i mean like murder yeah the worst um also this guy lived but like you supposedly love buffy if there's anyone you care about that's around right now, it is her. Why would that not be the thing that affects you instead right. of random guy who... You stabbed. He'll be fine. Yeah. The, yes. And I think he even knows he's an abusive boyfriend. So it's like, can't feel that bad about accidentally stabbing no. an abusive boyfriend worm. You should be... I mean, uh, uh, you got your soul back for Buffy. Mm-hmm. You'll say it in the next scene. Yeah. Why do you feel no guilt over trying to rape her? Or you're just the best at covering up that anyone's been at hiding their emotions ever. Yeah. Which is also not in character. Spike's never been a great actor. No. I'm a pal of Xander's here. Pal of Xander's here. (laughs) I remember when Spike was just fun. (laughs) Buffy follows Spike to a church. And this is, this is, I feel like, a great scene. And yeah. just like the last episode where it was like, eh, episode, great last scene. This one, eh, episode, great last scene. You know what? I'm going to put this challenge to somebody out there. Just watch the last five minutes of every episode this season. <laughs> Tell us what you think. Do that. Let us know. <laughs> Maybe this season is meant to be watched only as the last five minutes of every episode. Because <laughs> so far... Would be aces. It was so great. The last couple of minutes are amazing. This is a great set piece. The lighting mm-hmm. is really cool. Yeah. Um, that blue light mm-hmm. Buffy's outfit looks amazing. So that's it's. She looks beautiful, and the lighting on her is beautiful. Um, Spike loses his shirt, and we all like it when he does that. <laughs> um, I do love the the line when it's. Have you completely lost your mind? Well, yes. Haven't you been here all night? (laughs) Well, yes. Where have you been? I just like the very dry delivery. Like, well, yes. Where have you been? James Marsters just does an amazing job Mm -hmm. with this. Um, And even though it is nonsense lines. He connects to them very well. Yes. We and to the like, we understand what crazy Spike is trying to say, kind Mm -hmm. of. And I get the whole like taking his pants off. 
I'm not offended by that. I get that. It's no. just, this is my job. This is mm. what I did to make you happy when you yeah. were depressed. Mm-hmm. So this is what I do for you. Yeah. And I would be so much more okay with like this plot area we're in now with Spike. If it had all been, you know, crazy Spike like this, that he is racked with guilt and has completely lost his mind. And I don't think we need to see a Spike that kind of seems like Spike in this episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was like partially because they're like, well, we can't just have Spike be like crazy Renfield guy. We need to see Spike as Spike. And it's like, no, I need to see a character who has some kind of emotionally logical progression from their actions. Mm-hmm. If they keep running into him while they're trying to, you know, find Worm Ronnie mm-hmm. and like he's in this, the murder alley. Yeah. And, you know, like, you know, behind a dumpster and you're mm-hmm. and like then runs away and it's like, yeah. you know, Buffy goes to run after him, but she mm-hmm. can't because she has to save Nancy. Yeah. And like, so he's in the peripheral the whole mm-hmm. episode and it isn't till the very last moment when she can finally track him down yeah. and confront him. Uh, and what could maybe set off the like confession isn't stabbing Ronnie, but being confronted by the person you tried to rape. Yeah, because that's so much more what this needs to be about than some random act of violence that he didn't even mean to do. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, it's so, I, I feel like it's, it's, it must in part be that they don't, they know they need to acknowledge it, but they want to do so as little as possible so that people don't have it in the forefront of their mind. I think that's, that that's what I kind of get yeah. the vibe from, from how Spike is handled in these first two episodes and my memory of season seven. Mm-hmm. They kind of just want to like, we can't deny it, but we want to underplay it as much as possible mm-hmm. so that people aren't constantly thinking about it. But I can't not. I yeah. can't not because that's like not a thing that's more easily offensive. forgotten. If, yeah. you, if you just dealt with that, then we could deal with it and mm-hmm. move on. And I could totally be okay with like, yeah, soulless Spike was a monster. Now that he has a soul, he has the 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 remorse he has the guilt and this is his redemption for what he did without a soul we've seen that work with angel great yeah and it could be a little different because spike has a different personality let's just go straight to that we don't have to have him do things that are weirdly out of character because we want to see somebody act more like we remember spike acting like yeah i like the whole him like hiding from her Mm -hmm. and like not wanting her to look at him while he like admits to what he did Mm -hmm. um that's really, it's just really cool looking. I do like the line. And this is what feels in character yeah. when she's like, when he admits that he got his soul for her and she says, why? He says, shame on you. Why must, why does a man do anything for her? Mm-hmm. Like that is yeah. a spike line. Yeah. I can totally understand that character. And even though like doesn't justify what he's done, like that is, that is who that, that character is. So I I get that character. I don't get blue shirt. Make I don't care. Yeah, that I don't get. I also love the line "Angel should have warned me" mm. as like the nice little buildup of like, oh, we know it's coming. We know it's yeah. coming. He's gonna. He just wants to be forgiven for his sins. Mm-hmm. Drapes himself across a giant cross. Yep. Says, "Can we rest now?" He just doesn't want to feel this way anymore. No. He's smoke. The smoke is rising because mm-hmm. he's and Buffy has the one tear yeah. rolled down. It's because she realizes, oh shit, he has a soul now. And so now I'm okay with Buffy's not being mad at him. Yeah, I'm when she sees this, sees what he did. Yeah, 
I'm okay with from now on, not her being like, Google Gaga, I'm in love with you, but like, this is the different person. Mm-hmm. That's in the past now. And he should not be over it yet. No. But she, she can yeah. at this point be not mad. And it's, it's so weird that it's such a tiny change that totally, like, you just have to change this episode to the last episode to make Buffy's reaction to Spike make so much more sense. Mm-hmm. Like, it, and I, I, I didn't remember it as happening this early on. So, like, I'm actually kind of surprised because I remember it, in my mind, it happened a couple episodes more in that she found out, but she was still, like, weirdly chummy with him for a longer time. Maybe it's just that this episode, it's so bizarre how she and Spike interact for most of it that, that it made it feel longer. But yeah, it's, it's, it would be so much better if they had found a way to make her have the real reaction she would have to the guy that did what he did. Even, you know, given they have history in some ways that kind of honestly makes it worse. But yeah, uh, it's such a weird way to get to this scene that otherwise works so well. But after this episode, it's, just like a little tainted by like, but no, mm. you didn't earn this because the rest of the episode contradicts what this could and should be setting up. Yeah, it it does feel cowardly is too mm-hmm. strong a word. Um, It feels the writers were being too. It feels like a half measure. It feels like they were scared to deal with this big thing they did at the end of the season. Yeah. It's like, you did it. You did it. Yeah. So just deal. Mm-hmm. Don't be scared of it. You yeah. did it. Yeah. And if anything, like, that should be an opportunity to have, like, a really interesting, intense episode where it's mm-hmm. like, let's full on deal with the, the fallout of what happened. Obviously, you're not going to do that in, like, the season premiere, but, like, you could have it not be that, that Buffy's interaction with Spike seems really nonchalant there. Maybe it's a little more fleeting. He just, like, uh, you know, sees her and she doesn't believe that it's him. She thinks it's more of an illusion immediately. Um, and then he kind of disappears. So she's really just kind of like, what's, what was that? That wasn't real. It would be much better if last episode, instead of having her long interaction with him, if it yeah. was just glimpses in the basement. So yeah, mm-hmm. when you said like, why doesn't she tell Don? Maybe because she's not quite sure what she saw. Maybe it was a ghost. That would work better. Yeah. And then, yeah, this one, if he keeps like showing up mm-hmm. out of the corner of her eye yeah. or in the peripheral and mm-hmm. she doesn't have time to approach him until yeah. this last episode, mm-hmm. so much better. Yeah. Or like, or excuse me, this last scene. See, yeah. Um, uh, another route to do it is like, and again, I guess you could say, oh, it's too close to Angel. I don't care. Maybe people would act similarly if they're vampires who get a soul all of a sudden. Um, Maybe the way that he's connected to the story is that even though he's crazy and he can't get himself together, he's somehow found out about what's happening with the worm guy. And he's trying to help, but trying to stay in the shadows because he still feels guilty about what he did. Mm -hmm. And that's how they keep running into each other. And maybe Buffy thinks, is he somehow involved with this worm? And when she finds out it's Anya, it's like, well, obviously... That doesn't make any sense. The audience spike are working together as vengeance demon and vampire. That mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. But she, you know, finds him and still gets, again, the church scene works. Keep that. Yep. Rest of the episode, you have to find some way to deal with the fact that what happened between these characters and, and, you know, the last season happened. And it needs to be believable because we have these two characters and I don't want you to destroy either of them just to keep the show going. Yep. So what's the lesson? 
don't sweep a rape under the rug, writers. Yeah, that's that's the real re- lesson of the episode. Who's ready for international title roundup, guys? Yes, please. <laughs> okay. Buffy Tapaja, Vampirite. Ernie Dragon, Das Rhine Fleisch Canoe. So German title, very appropriate. Back to the beginning for lessons, you know. Yep, sure. It's a line from the episode. Uh, French, Redemption. Don't quite get that one. Nope. Um, maybe for the next episode, although I wouldn't agree with it there either. Um, German, Beneath You, The Monster from Beneath. A little on the nose. Yep. Uh, French, I like this one. Interior Demons. <laughs> that's the term they use instead of inner demons but it does sound a little wacky when translated especially because we have the whole thing about not being able to go upstairs and you know what guys i do have a bonus international bit of trivia so in the techno music that was specifically chosen or made i actually am not sure which i think it was made uh, and what the voice is saying is van der Teife verschlingt s. Sorry if my German pronunciation is off. I'm sure it is. Um, that roughly translates to from the depth it devours. Ah, if, that's pretty cool. Yeah, this episode's even better if you speak German. Yeah. Although it's kind of that thing of like oh that thing of in John Carpenter's The Thing if mm. you speak. I forget which Scandinavian type language it is. If you speak that, then you immediately know the plot of the movie because <laughs> the, you know, the research yeah. station guys, as they're shooting at the dog, are like, the dog is not a dog. It is another thing from another planet or something, you know, yeah. very much giving you the plot of the movie. Damn it. The, oh, also, I mean, spoiler on is, the thing. This is the only reason why I only speak one language. That's it. I just don't want to spoil movies for myself. Yep. That's my reason too. Yep. That is totally why i i forgot spanish on purpose yeah yeah i was i was a a b student in spanish just for that reason (laughs) now it's time to celebrate buffy's badassery with this week's slay of the week stackers i need you to know that every time i do that mike uh mimes punching the mic (laughs) It's just fun. <laughs> Gets me in the mood for slaying. The music covers up the swish swish moves of him karate chopping. <laughs> We've had to replace like three mics. Um, not me, the microphones. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know how to clone. Um, Shh, Mike. <laughs> so mine, uh, just because I feel like um, it's fun to uh, see... Uh, a dog die is Rocky the dog. <laughs> oh my god! Mike famously hates dogs. <laughs> I just want them all to die. No, dogs are fine, but it's like it's like that's a that's a fun little and that's that's one moment that felt a little tremorsy in a good way. Where it's like, oh no, the dog got sucked down, and now the lady's getting sucked in with the leash. Granted, I feel like she should have been able to let go of that leash. Damage. Although I think they were doing a thing where it's like there's the handle, but there's also some kind of like kind of like the Wii remote little yeah. Yeah, that's Strap. fine and yeah no it is it's that's something that we haven't had in buffy yeah. i think before because we don't often have pets yeah something I've pulled played. down yeah that's a good one i had uh the first potential being stabbed in mm-hmm. istanbul just i like 
I like the international openings. I like yeah. the this broader world that Buffy inhabits and the the bigger danger that that represents. So I yeah. just I like it as a season opener. The yeah. the fight and the death is not particularly creative yeah. or different, but but I just the the whole like non explanation. We're just gonna no. throw this at you and we'll deal with it later. Yeah. I like it. I'm I know I, I do like that as well. I almost kind of like for at a weird academic reason left those out of my consideration of like i just want to make sure not to name one of those my slay of the week and le- until i've actually rewatched all of them and can kind of well, i think ronnie's or excuse me the dog's the only technical slay of the week because ronnie lives yeah i mean there's alias girl well that's what i'm saying if you're taking yeah. the potentials oh, yeah, yeah. out that's just the dog the dog uh oh and the the guy um old uh not heart gut gets oh sure decapitated but, but that's not that's like the least impressive part of that scene there's yeah. like much cooler stuff before and after thank you for tuning in to the sunnydale stacks please like us on facebook look for us on twitter and instagram at sunnydale stacks to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about buffy the vampire slayer the sunnydale stacks is a part of the 27th letter productions network Look for our sister podcast, Hey Do You Remember? And join us next time when we dust off same time, same place, and help when we get lost in the Sunnydale Stacks. fucking dvd set i could talk about (laughs) all night long i could complain about that shit oh